Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Solace, and with me as always is my very, very talented friend, who is my personal sugar bear, the mixtress DC Gina. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the best envision of me in a mink coat walking down like <laughs> Fifth Avenue with like a fifth and and like a gold tooth. I love it. Yes, I will that's take a different kind of sugar bear. I'll take yes. it. I'll take it. <laughs> That's Huggy Bear, right? Huggy Bear. Yes, so, Huggy Bear. I'm, I'm Shh. Either way, I'm in. Sold. Okay, let me show you why you're Sugar Bear today. I'll tell you why. So we both know that the world has a sweet tooth the size of Mount Everest. And how could we not? We're raised, most of us are raised on sugar-covered cereals that uh, most of our parents and and, and society said we're healthy. Um, think about it, there's Sugar Smacks, there's your Sugar Bear, uh, Captain Crunch, Cocoa Puffs, Fruit Loops, Honeycombs, Lucky Charms, and one of my all-time favorites, Frankenberry, which turned your milk pink. When you drink the milk. Uh, yeah, yeah, but what dye is in there? Uh, let's not even mention the sugars, right? Um, did you have a favorite? When I was a kid? Yeah. Uh, Cocoa Puffs. You were a Cocoa Puff? Yeah, it was chocolate, and I could get away with it. Count Chocula, then? No, I liked Cocoa Puffs, because they were crunchier. Just Cocoa Puffs. And they they stayed crunchy in milk. Did they rip the the roof of your mouth open? Like, Captain Crunch did. That, like, ripped the shit out of the roof of your mouth. Listen, Captain Crunch is a great cereal when you're totally stoned. (laughs) Now, I haven't done that in a long time, but, you know. I'll have to take your word on that one. We both know. Um, So... Um, it is proven that early exposure to sugar can uh, set us up for unhealthy diets. Uh, you sign me up, and worse yet, it can make you actually addicted to sugar. Um, my copywriter likes to say that likes to say that it's uh, like an X. You just can't quit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's in everything we eat, everything we drink. Um, and it's leading us uh, to be searching for that next sugar high, no matter where we look. Um, and nobody is more acutely aware of this than today's designated drinker. He is the co-founder of Avec Drinks. Um, he is Alex Duman. Welcome to the show, Alex. Hi, guys. What an entrance. Wow. <laughs> no sugar bear for me, unfortunately, but there we go. <laughs> What, so with that accent, what kind of sugary cereals did you have in the UK? Oh, I was giggling along like a small child when she's saying Cocoa I mean, it's got to be Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs? I think you called them, do you call them something different? Anyway, yes, Cocoa no, Puffs. No, we call them Cocoa Puffs, yeah. yeah. So we called them Cocoa Pops, actually. We called them Cocoa Pops, and they are, because they were, yeah, but they're gorgeous. <laughs> right? <laughs> Until you find out why they're lovely. Yeah. Then you realize how gross they are. Okay, so we're going to clean this unhealthy mess up right out of the gate. Um, And I'm going to open the hibiscus pomegranate. Um, Alex sent all these beautiful cocktail um, drinks. No alcohol, but I'm going to let him tell you what they are. And Gina and I are going to taste and tell you how amazing they are. Well, while you open it, can we ask the question? Why Why did you do it? I know you spoke to Louise, but I didn't speak to you. Why did I come on the show? It's a great question. I know. Um, no, why no, did you make I, the drinks? I, no, no why did you? I, um, grew up, growing up, I wanted to be a, a chef. My dad and mom, who, who, uh, who paid for my education, thought that was an incredibly stupid idea. Um, and so I ended up as a strategy or a management consultant. And as I got more senior, I got to pick more and more of my projects, and I started picking more and more food and beverage products. And I guess the closer you, you, you got to working for big food and beverage companies. And I managed it by the end of my tenure, I'd worked with a 
a large amount of, of the world's biggest food and beverage businesses um, doing kind of exciting strategy projects and transformation projects. And you, you just work, work out firsthand how broken the food system is and how we spent most of the 20th century, you know, basically trying to create as many cheap um, calories as we could based off incorrect science and that we'll probably spend most of the 21st century undoing those things as we learn more and more about how bad the things we made are for us. And I think you know, sugar is, is, is chief amongst them. And I was watching all these different food and beverage categories kind of go through what I view as like the traditional cycle, which is of, of innovation, which is they start off, you know, they start off with their conventional brands. So in our, in our case, that's Canada Dry. Then they go through like a premium moment. So they get better versions of existing things, right? Um, and for, in our case, that's Fever Tree. And then almost all categories have a better for you moment, right? And, and, and ours, ours hasn't had that. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the, the normal like track, but actually the, it's a, it's a relatively fun story. I, I was out running a project for the UK's largest bar chain and had seen, all, you know, was talking to the generation below a lot of you know, Gen Z's about their, you know, daily habits and was just kind of shocked about, you know, the, the, the amount of alcohol they were drinking, the like low, much lower, you know, much more health focused going to the gym a lot at university and that for me as a Brit was like crazy to me. Um, but then when I went into the client's bar to figure out what was going wrong with it, they're being met with exactly the same sticky colored drinks that you and I would have had when we were at university. And frankly, our parents would have had at university. And I was like, wow, this is like a really, really big issue, whether it's a Moscow mule made with, you know, ginger beer, for example, the, the a Moscow mule made with America's favorite ginger beer is more than 50% more than your entire daily sugar intake in one glass. And I was like, wow, wow this is crazy. We've got yeah. to fix this. And, that, and, and all the entrepreneurs who are, who are out there, will, 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 this will, which is most people, um, or, or at least we were looking this up, weren't we, Louise? Most people at some point want to try entrepreneurship. I think it was like over 50%. Um, once you get this problem in your head, you, you just can't get rid of it. You're like, this is so stupid. Why is no one doing anything about it? And then eventually you can kind of pluck up the courage to do so. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's actually a brilliant space where entrepreneurship can happen when you realize there is a need and you have the passion and drive to, to fill that need. That's great. Speaking of filling the need. Wait a minute. Uh, you, uh, wait a minute. Hold on. I just had this hibiscus pomegranate. Yeah. And it's really nice. It's dry. It's it, The color is really pretty, which you're your sticky drink it visually goes oh that's going to be really sweet and it's not it's the opposite of that by like tenfold it's very dry i um could imagine Ginny, you can do so much with this because it doesn't it's not that sugar bomb it's not that ooey gooey sticky candy that no you it's would, nice get. i would say one thing though about the event which i prefer and maybe nobody else does i mean we have it cold in the refrigerator and then we poured it over ice I enjoy it over the ice because it gets a little bit more fizz to it. So, like, for me, that would be something I would um, suggest for serving it. Um, but That's it's what it's designed for. Yeah. I mean, it's designed, it's designed unlike traditional, just, like, ready-to-drink soda. This is, this is in the sort of ginger beer, ginger ale category. It's designed to be poured out. Yeah. You know, designed to be poured out over, over, over ice, and you can have it by itself as a, you know, non-alcoholic soft drink, or you can mix it, right? That's like, and that's like, I think one of the things that you really like nailed, especially what's going on now. I own a bunch of bars, but like, 
is having something that's quicker and people can pick what they want to drink. And especially now in the seltzer planet where everybody lives, I own, I, I have a fast paced bar, which, you know, giving somebody um, a pre-made seltzer drink seems to be the vibe of the 20 somethings. And then switching it up with a ready, with a pre-made non-alcoholic is so easy, like so great, so easy. And I think that like, you know, people get hung up a lot when they're doing cocktails even at home, is that they have a lot of ingredients, a lot of ingredients to do these cocktails to make them healthy, or I'm not gonna juice all this juice, or I'm not gonna do all these things. And like your product is like really lovely for that. And it's got a really nice aroma. And I think that's one of the things about the product that um, speaks to me is, you know, the lighter calorie, lighter um, expressions. You know, it's really, it's two parts of your um, taste on this one. It's definitely your olfactory, getting that aromas, and then what you're drinking, because it's not going to, it's not a sugar bomb, right? Like you were talking about like the um, ginger beer. I love Moscow Mules. I Gorgeous. feel so sick after Moscow Mules, like, because you just drink a few and then you feel like super sick because it is a lot of sugar. And then I have a massive headache the next day. And yes, sugar's a drug, though. I mean, I, I, I was with an investor the other day. And I was like, you know, we're kind of stupid because we're the only drink without a drug in it. You know, either they have sugar or they have caffeine or they have like, you know, some new some new function or they have alcohol, you know. Yeah. Um, and people that's the thing people recognize as soon as they drink a vec for the first time. It's like, oh, this is like nature, somewhat unadulterated and made to be drunk. But we, we combine flavors to kind of create, you know, what we hope is intense, delicious flavors that are dramatically less sugar or calories than the, than their equivalent without using any of the hacks. So I'm sure you saw, we don't use stevia or monk fruit. We don't use acids. We don't even use natural flavor. It's just juices and botanicals and occasionally agave. Um, but it is a different, I think is what you're saying, Gina. It's like, yeah. it is a different flavor profile. No, it's great. While well, you guys were just going on and on, I'm just over <laughs> here drinking alone. Uh, <laughs> I opened up the grapefruit and pomelo. Um, it's really, again, very pretty color, this very light colored. It's, it looks, the color matches what an inside of a grapefruit looks like um, for most of them, Shocking. white grapefruits. It, I know, it's not a wackadoo color. And it smells like citrus. It smells like naturally squeeze citrus, not again, that candy, that manufactured scents. Um, and it's really nice, it's really dry again, not, not overly sweet. Alex, you know what we loved making with this one um, was a 50-50, but we did 50% champagne and 50% your uh, vac, and it was really quite lovely. Cause it like, cause it was a nice, don't get me wrong, we used actual champagne. <laughs> cause <laughs> why not? And we, um, we did 50-50 on ice and then, um, a little bit of white grapefruit peel on it, and we were drink we were drinking those. We're like, this is the best brunch drink. They make great spritzes. And did you try the jalapeno that way too? I wait. I have a surprise for you. So yes, yes. Um, I I went through the drinks, but we like had a lot of fun um, throwing stuff in, trying it with tequila. Yes, it makes an awesome paloma. And the other thing is, is like what people like calorie. I like some of these ready-made beverages. I'm not gonna lie, they're easy to serve, especially when you're having a party. But I have a lot of friends that like, you know, I, I have a house up in, um, in a farm. It's pretty far from the city. So my friends that do come, you know, might have a drink and then they don't drink anything and like, and just giving them water or just a plain seltzer isn't quite as fun. This is a great alternative to that, but also, also not to have so much on hand. 
Because it's also the other thing. Like, if you're making one cocktail and you have, like, all this for a non-alcoholic, like, it's a great way to just, like, brunch it up or make it simple. Have, like, tequila, champagne, which is definitely... Um, it's always on the bar. You're, you're speaking to our, our, the moment that we thrive in most, which is the hosting occasion, right? Because you, you have all these people who have different needs. You know, um, they want to, they often want to pour their own drink or like see what, know what's in their drink. Um, a lot of them don't want to drink any, don't want to have any alcohol. People have different alcoholic requirements mm -hmm. these days, especially. And so what Avec enables you to do is kind of everyone can kind of mix and match and they can, you know, can put mezcal in or they can put tequila in or they can put they can drink it by itself or they can have something lighter they can put campari in or they can put um champagne as you did and it's like you know it's easy and they can and the, and the brand promise of vec is like we're just super clean you know you're not going to go too far wrong yeah and uh, to your point they're just delicious by themselves um I wouldn't feel like when, when you have someone over to your point, and they're like, oh, I got some bubbly water, you know, like seltzer water, at least. I mean, this is something that's interesting and it's not just a cop out. It's not just ginger beer, which you used to complain about all the time when you, when you know, Prego and- Oh my God, everywhere beer. I went, everywhere <laughs> I went when I was pregnant, that's like the only thing. They were like, oh, do you want some ginger beer? I'm like, no, I fucking hate ginger beer now. And I used to love <laughs> Moscow meals. And I was like, I never want it again. It's too much, it's like, like I said, it used to make me sick, but it definitely, drinking it straight definitely makes you like, it's wild. It's even, I think it's even stronger and sh or more sugar than Coca-Cola. And I know that Coca-Cola might be the number one. I think that's the number yeah, the, one an, sugar. An adult female by the American Heart Association is allowed 24 grams of sugar a day. A Bundaberg, which is America's leading ginger beer, has got 41 grams in one bottle. Oh, so they it's beat, crazy. yeah, it beats Coke. Isn't Coca-Cola like Coke's 36? 36. Coke yeah. 36. Yeah. 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 Wow. Both, both significantly wow. over how much you're allowed to have in an entire day, but yeah. I showed this Alex when I was working on Diet Coke, a brand campaign for Diet Coke. And, you know, you get all these all this stats from the, from the strategist, like who's your audience, you know, what are we doing, um, especially a brand that large. And... And the stat was 81% of all Diet Coke was consumed by 11% of their consumer. 11% of the people, out of 100% of people who drink Diet Coke, drink 81% of the, of the, consume 81% of the product made in the world. I was like, oh, that's like people drinking like literally gallons a day. Um, first of all, I'm not going to lie. If you're super hungover, Diet Coke does help. Yeah. Maybe a Diet Coke. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, diet, diet I mean, Coke. there's a play. I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. I, I love all. I mean, Coke is officially the best tasting beverage of all time. I mean, the, you know, it's dollars just, have do you know people have voted yeah. with their feet a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, and we love we love Coke. You just you know it, you know having a Diet Coke or Coke Zero or Coke every now and again is great, but you can't. It can't be the. It can't be the. The, the problem with it really has got that it's addicted the whole nation and globe's palate to something which is too sweet. For, it to, for our bodies to be able to digest properly. There's no longevity to it. No longevity. It's very yeah. difficult. You know, yeah. It should be a treat, you know. Um, and, yeah. and as we, much like salt in people's diets, as we, you know, as we learn more and more and people start cutting out more and more sugars, our actual sweet tooth or our palates are changing. They're changing really quickly. I, I believe that. Yeah. But, you know, like if you go to the beginning of Coca-Cola, right, it was mixed at a fountain. You had to go to a physical place that had a soda fountain. They mixed the syrup. They gave you the drink. You drank the drink. 
It's when the pre-made, when everything became pre-made and bottled and became like, bring it home, bring a six pack home, a two liter bottle, whatever, is when the problem really became more of a problem. I think when it comes to fountain drinks, if you think about in the difference between like US and Europe, I mean, we get free refills for life. <laughs> I mean, you buy one cup and you can have 85 of them. I mean, that's, I think that also, it was a branding, a, a marketing tech tactic to get people- You're a Coca-Cola member, are you? <laughs> yeah, she works on the brand. She knows the thing. <laughs> Well, I don't anymore. Yeah. I just did for a while. So you learn all this stuff and you're like, oh my God, it's evil. So let's do this. Let's back up just a little bit, Alex. Let's talk about um, how you started. You have a really fun story about your entrepreneurship. Like how you got there. Like when did oh, this God. all start it's, for you? It, people say, before I started, I listened to entrepreneurs, people like, you know, go, you know, this podcast, not, you know, people talking about their entrepreneurial journeys and going, they all say, if I knew what I knew today, I wouldn't start it. And I was like, that seems like such a depressing thing to say, but I'm going to say it. Um, it was, it's been, it's been, it's been crazy. I mean, we launched, we, we, so I took this idea with me to business school. I found a co-founder. We persuaded all the, all the people at business school, you know, all the, all the prizes and stuff. We managed to, we managed to win those um, um, along with a bunch of other much more impressive startups. Um, and, you know, launched basically into COVID, uh, a business which is incredibly reliant on social activity. Good time. And did most most of that D to C because that was the only way you could get product to people. D to C's business model blew up like you know a year into us doing it, so that was great. So we then we then moved to focus on wholesale, and probably only in the last year have we kind of not figured it out, but we're starting to open big new doors. So I think we talked about this. We're, we've opened Wegmans up recently and Bevmo on the West Coast, and then we're going into Sprouts or, or doors and some other really exciting, other really exciting bigger doors. But it's been an interesting ride, to say the least. So if you're in Washington, D.C., you know, we have that brand new Wegmans, so you don't have to go too far because you used to have to go all the way out to the suburbs to go to Wegmans. And I do not work for fucking Wegmans, but <laughs> I wish round. I did, right, as their marketing person. because God. Hey, hey, Alex, can you tell us how we get him as a sponsor? We might be launching a, a, a flavor specifically with him so I can help you out. But, um, but And the rounds, Wegmans, Wegmans and the rounds in the DC area. The rounds have been a huge part of our journey because part of us wanting to rethink the category, right? We, we really kind of took it from scratch. We're like, we're going to rethink the category for the modern American consumer, different flavors, better quality ingredients, dramatically less sugar. And we're going to try and do business the right way, right? So we are members of 1% for the planet. We give 1% of our revenues to, um, you know, to, to, to environmental causes. And so the rounds picked us up and that, that's, that's their thing, which is about how, how do we, how do we sell cool. more products who care about the environment? That's a new, uh, Alex introduced me, did introduce me to that the other day when we were chatting and I did a little research on the rounds. That's really interesting uh, business model. Yeah, they're crushing um, it. They're huge. Have you heard about it, Gina? What is it? They, it's a different type of uh, home delivery, grocery delivery service, correct, Alex? They, it's like they do it it's all a, on it's bikes. A, it's a home delivery service like Instacart or something, but focused on the circular economy. So trying to pick up, drop off, etc. Um, I love that. So I will be looking that up as soon as I get off of here and seeing if I can put my bagels on there, Alex. <laughs> I don't think they could cycle to your house, Gina. That'd be a really but I But it could be cycle problem. around the city where all my businesses <laughs> are, right? Absolutely, they Maybe can. we can try making um, <laughs> jello shots with a vac. 
I feel like that would be a really fun thing to do. He's going to put a little bit of pectin in it, and it'll work. Delicious. Um, that's so funny. You can you can have it like the Jello shot on the side with no, your. No, no, uh, no. We make we chaser. use the effect to make the juice with the gelatin and make that the actual shot. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Look at look at me. Look. Why did I even open my mouth on that one? What Listen, the last call can be adaptive. Okay, we're adaptive to any sort of fun. <laughs> Low calorie fun, high calorie fun, very late night, late, 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 late night. You know, we're all about it. So, what when did you just opened another one? What were you drinking? You, I saw the color change. Oh, I know. I'm still. I'm just still just sipping on the grapefruit. Hey, um, well, why don't I do this? Why don't you go oh, do hi. your tips and tricks? Um, I'll start opening up the ginger, and then we can get back okay. and talk about that. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. You got this little jalapeno deliciousness, right? And you want to use it in your cocktails, and you're like, mm, I want to add pepper to my drinks. You know, a Moscow Mule is a really easy way to make this drink like sing. Putting a little bit of jalapeno in it is like super awesome. But I'm gonna show you how I use jalapeno. So what I like to do is I slice up my jalapeno. And this is really for any of my hot drinks I'm gonna use. Yes, you keep the seeds, keep the seeds. You'll remove those when you double strain using a hot cocktail. So we're gonna take that and we're gonna put it in a bowl, right? No trick there, just putting it in a bowl. We're gonna take some seasoned salt, whatever seasoned salt you like say about, for every one, about maybe two teaspoons. And then we're gonna take lime. I know, crazy, right? Jalapeno, salt, and lime. Sounds like every recipe that we have ever had in Mexican food. Take it, you're gonna put it in there, right? You're going to take about a half amount. So you see what this looks like. You're gonna put this in there. And this becomes your cocktail jalapenos. Use this very sparingly, because when you add lime, salt, to jalapenos, you're extracting all the heat, but what you're also creating is a wonderful like third dimension to your cocktails. So when you've had that like Moscow mule or Mexican mule or however you're gonna mix into like your ginger and you like it spicy, this gives it the heat and the complexity that takes your ordinary cocktail to an extraordinary cocktail. So remember, use your peppers, but don't eat the tops. See you next time. While you were off doing that, I went ahead and opened um, the lime. It's really, this is, it, it, they're so very different. It's it's the, tell us the inspiration behind this. This is quite different, Alex. User and lime, we, we wanted to create a product which was flavorful enough to cut alcohol to be a good mixer, whilst being zero sugar, zero calorie, because, you know, when we were looking into like, what are, the, what are the America's favorite cocktails? and we Googled it, it gave us one answer, which was margarita, and then we went out and we looked around and we were like, that's not, the, that's not the real answer. The real answer is tequila or vodka or whatever, soda and lime. Um, ranch so water. Ranch water. So we were like, how do we do this and make it interesting and different? And, and the reality is lime and lemon both have zero sugar, zero calories as their juices, but they're not that interesting. Whereas yuzu, has a very like floral and much more, in my view, kind of, um, I guess, elevated is the wrong way of putting it, but different enough to kind of complex, yeah. Complex. Complex and, uh, and floral flavor. And, and so we went yuzu, so we based, we based the ingredients, most, mostly yuzu uh, juice all the way from Japan, which is where they, the only place they grow at the moment, but that's changing, which I'm very excited about. Um, and then some lime juice, again, 
um, that, that's from Mexico, and then lemongrass, lemongrass extract to kind of bind the, bind the two flavors together. But zero sugar, zero calorie, it's really gorgeous by itself. It's really great with rum. It's really great with gin. Um, it's really great with mezcal. Oh, I can um, see this with gin. Yeah, with certain gins. Absolutely. Yuzu is an amazing fruit. Fun. People should get more into it. You can use the skin, and there's a very little flesh. It's very cool. Isn't Yuzu and bergamot related? I feel like they are. They're... It can be for the purpose of this show, yeah. Isn't it? Is it not? It might not be. <laughs> I feel like it is. It might be. We can Google it. I know. There was only a machine to tell you everything. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So everyone's going to go to the machine and to get this recipe. You go to designateddrinker.show and you can get to see this tip and like how to make your own little um, salty concoction, right? The other drug, salt, the other drug. And then you can go to Instagram if you want to see the tip. Myself and DM me and uh, ask me questions, participate. I love a little bit of participation. It's fun. Like, let me know what you're thinking. If there's anything you want to see... DM it, show it, or put it in the comments. I don't care. Drop a comment. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So make it even easier. You can just scroll down in your smartphone while you're listening to us. Go down to the notes. We will have hot links to all of those things that Gina mentioned, um, as well as where you can get Avec yourself. Because if you're in an area that you can't find it on a shelf, you can definitely order it directly from Alex. He he actually wraps them up individually. He kisses each box closed, and he sends everyone a, a, um, an individual love note. <laughs> <laughs> God. With his direct personal phone, phone lines or phone numbers so that you can text him. You know, there's a wine out of California called Send Nudes, right? And the guy has his actual cell, the winemaker has his cell phone number on it. And um, he makes a rose wine. It's like very expensive too. It's not a cheap wine. And he has this phone number and you can, you can, you can just text him. He'll answer you. So it's wild. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. He puts his, his phone number on there so that you send him nudes. Or in order for him to send you nudes. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't done it. But that rosé wow. that he makes. The no, the rosé that he makes is delicious. It's you realize you're in cheap. that story too deep, didn't you? You realize you have to back out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, does, I, Alex. I think Gina's done this. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I do live on a farm now, so you know it gets really weird at night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. I'll catch you guys on the other side. Let's go. All right. Gina's right. This does bring us to the end of part one with founder of Avec Drinks, Alex Doman. But if you are anything like Gina or me, you know one round is just never enough. And since we're drinking Avex, we can have multiples. Um, So uh, top off whatever you're drinking um, and come back for part two. Um, We're going to continue our boozy banter and Gina's going to share a cocktail recipe that is going to uh, elevate all of your t- your taste buds individually, okay. one at a time. And out. <laughs> The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a Latino-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, we craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers. 
Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, please don't forget to follow, download, and review the shows. Your reviews help our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.